Welcome to Strata. I'm Glenn. And I'm Brandon. Welcome to the Minds on Muscle podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Minds on Muscle podcast. We are excited because today we're going to talk about podcasting. Glenn and I have been chatting with a bunch of you, some of our students and some of you who are checking out the Facebook group, and we are seeing lots of you are talking about how do we start a podcast? How do I get going? What do I need? And so Glenn and I, Glenn being experienced with a ton of software stuff, and I'm a big techie nerd, we're going to take all that together and we're going to talk about everything you need to get started with a podcast. And I'm really excited about it. I'm very excited too. I love podcasting. I think it's so much fun. I think it's one of the best ways to go about a market, especially if you're the kind of person that likes to talk and socialize and engage in discussion. A podcast is a great way to reach your market, reach your demographic, and also just have some fun marketing because I know not for every personal trainer or exercise professional that marketing is the most fun thing. So finding a way to make it fun and enjoyable is going to be key in your success in reaching more people. Now, really, really short upfront, if you're thinking about, well, what kind of content can I create for my podcast? How do I create content consistently? There are two great ways that I love talking about this for all, all sorts of content creation. You can absolutely choose like a monthly theme, something that you're aiming towards that is the grandiose theme of your business or your personal training world for that month. What Glenn and I like to do, which is honestly my favorite, is we do it a little bit ad hoc. And I don't mean necessarily just improvising along the way, but talking to you, students, friends, colleagues, and trying to see what do you what are you talking about with us? What are we hearing? What's what's on your mind? And for me in the last week, I've had three different people reach out to me asking about podcasts and live streaming and all that. So what better opportunity to take current people's concerns and thoughts and turn it into an episode, which is my favorite because you get the most out of it in this case. I absolutely agree with Brad. I think staying relevant and doing things that are timely are the way to go. It also makes it more fun and entertaining. And I think at the end of the day, podcasts do have to be entertaining. Either people are going to learn a lot or they're just going to have a good time listening to your podcast. If it's not learning or it's not entertainment, it's not really going to fly that well as a podcast. Now, whenever you're listening to this, we do these live. In fact, we are live right now broadcasting to the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group. So before we jump in today's topic, if you are not a part of the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group, you got to join. Lots of free and amazing information there. We do go live with the podcast. Lots of amazing information. We interview superstars every Friday that we can possibly get in there and tons of free course information. And Glenn and I are open to doing free business audits with you to help you level up your business. So if you're in the group right now and you're listening to this, please comment comment, ask questions, and get engaged because we're watching to make sure if you have any questions, we can answer them. But I think a great way to get jumping into this is kind of the stuff that everyone stresses out about the most, which is the software, which Glenn, master at the software. I am the, I am the master of the software. Uh, so here's the thing is, Podcasts are something that you want to spend a little bit of time planning out before you just jump in. If you get inspired to do an Instagram post or Instagram story or a Facebook post, those you can be inspired and churn out really, really quickly. Podcasting takes a little bit more planning. There's some things you have to get in line before you just start recording and editing and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things you got to be thinking about is the software you're going to use to edit your podcast. Oftentimes when you're podcasting, especially if you're new to it, you might jumble up your words. You might want to do the intro a couple times. This is new thing. You're still learning how to do it. You're going to make some mistakes. So you have to be able to edit your podcast. Now, if you're on uh, the Mac ecosystem, a great tool you can use is going to be GarageBand. It's very simple to use, simple to learn. There are a lot of excellent tutorials out there. 
For me, I'm a Windows user. I actually like Audacity. Audacity, to be honest, the reason I chose it was because it was free software, open to use, and because it's one of the few open source uh, materials out there in terms of audio editing, there are tons of tutorials online to show you how to use all the tools. Just like any endeavor, there's always gonna be a bit of a learning curve. So take advantage of YouTube and Vimeo, learning how people are using the software to edit their podcasts, gonna be key. You wanna check out some of those videos. So I use Audacity, and I'll be honest, we did it uh, initially one way, which was a little bit more time consuming, and then we moved to an easier way. So what we actually do now is we actually record 1080p. We're actually doing a new way today. We're recording straight to disk, which Brandon will get into later. But essentially what we were doing before and kind of doing now is we're taking the podcast and pulling the video with the audio and editing it for YouTube. And then all I would do is I would go to Audacity afterwards and actually upload the saved video file that we would upload to YouTube and just pull the audio straight from that and everything was already taken care of for me. All I had to do was then export it as an audio file. It made it very, very simple. Before what I was doing was a little bit more labor intensive, but I would actually take the audio uh, file that we would uh, take from or save from our actual audio recording because we were doing that separately before and I would go on Audacity and I would edit it for over an hour cutting out things, increasing levels, decreasing levels, normalizing things. It took a long time but now because technology is so much better, we can streamline things. All I do is I pull that clip uh, from the video, I load it to Audacity and I rip the audio. It's very, very simple. A large part of this process, and you're gonna learn more about it as we go through, is trying to simplify, simplify, simplify. There's so many things you can do to market and to grow your business, and we don't want this to be overwhelming. We want it to be streamlined for you. So the first thing is that software, you need something to edit, GarageBand or Audacity are our picks. Brand, we also want to talk about hosting software right now for the internet, or do you want to talk about that a little bit later? Well, sorry, someone just asked a really great question, and I think that we could ask this. Um, what type of results can you expect if you're just starting out? Like how many people listen on average? And so let's jump back to the software thing. I think that's a really great question. So before talking about the actual specifics and mechanics and technology in the software, when you're starting out, the real thing I would suggest you consider is who is your market? And so one of my favorite things is making sure that the podcast that you're creating is designed for your target audience. So the Minds on Muscle podcast, Glenn and I started it as an experiment through COVID just to have fun and start promoting ourselves and getting into the getting into it and practicing the technology and the software, even though Glenn had more experience than I did. And then through this, we discovered that we had two different audiences we were trying to reach. We were trying to reach Stratus clients, people who have pain problems and we help them with exercise. And then the other market are people like you, exercise professionals. And in reality, those two markets we've talked about, if you market to everyone, you will get no one. So we had two markets. We were getting way more people in the fitness pro conversation, hence why we're doing this for you. And so what I would suggest is if you have a client demographic, weight loss clients, pain clients, hypertrophy clients, whatever it is, make sure that your messaging, the topics you choose are all in vain for that particular market. And if you make it for that market, five ways to grow muscle, add one inch to your chest by Tuesday, you know, cheesy things like that. Those are funny soundbite uh, hooky names. But if you start with that, you can create episodes and pull people in and rather openly, you're not going to have a lot of people who listen at the very beginning. But the whole thing that Glenn's kind of alluding to that we're going to is that if you use the right software, Zoom, 
Ecamm Live, OBS, which are video softwares and audio capture softwares at the very beginning, Zoom being 30 bucks a month, uh, you can capture audio and video, and maybe you have no one that listens to your podcast at the very beginning. But you take all that content, the MP3, you put it on the Spotify, and now you have podcast. And then you take the video content with the audio and you post it on YouTube as a full length podcast. Then you chop up that podcast into smaller shorts and now you have social media content. So that one half hour, hour of podcast creation that you did or interview or whatever it is turns into tons of content. And I'm all about doubling down and tripling down on using one thing for everything. So great question. Yeah, a the growth of your podcast is really will really dic be dictated by the quality of what you're putting out there. If people really really want to listen to it, if you're offering something new or you're really speaking to your niche, because at the end of the day, there's so many general fitness podcasts that I'm gonna say fail, but they just don't gain traction because they're talking about every little thing underneath the sun, and they're not for everyone, right? One of the reasons I think that people come to our podcast and they keep listening is because at the end of the day, they tend to like Brandon and I, our personalities and the way we interact with each other and the content. And I think for me, really, I think that's really the thing that makes this thing work is we're spending the time to invest in really great equipment, right? We are also having a great uh, rapport between us because we've been working together for so long. We communicate every day. We can read each other's minds, so to speak, but also the content, especially for the Fitness Pro Mentors group is relevant stuff that people want to know about. And that's, you know, that's how we got to doing a podcast about podcasting. <laughs> I love the meta side of it. The meta minds on muscle podcast, minds on muscle podcast. So, I mean, to give you a quick example, as fitness pro mentors, our education business has grown. One of the things that I wanted to do, and I was trying to really connect with friends of mine, uh, different leaders of different companies and educational companies, like you've seen, we've got Tom Purvis lined up for this Friday doing a thing talking about his business, focus on fitness and the missing link. And we've got Brad Thorpe the following week, which I'm excited about. All these people are stewards within their business. And so I wanted to interview them and chat with them about how they operate their business. Because our technology and the audio software we have is so integrated together, it became so easy that this live broadcast they do on Facebook turned into a recording, which then I could repurpose as a YouTube video, repurpose as Instagram shorts, and now it's accidentally, which is really cool, become an additional series on our podcast. And so the reason why I love this is, and that was not the original intention, is that one thing has now turned into four things and it gives us more and more presence. I just had an interview uh, with someone yesterday and they're asking, well, how do you manage your time? You're doing so much stuff. I'll be honest, podcasting and whatever it is, if you can take one thing and get the most out of it. That's how you'll look like you have endless time and endless content. So great question. I'm really glad you went there. Um, I will say this on the software side of things. Video editing software has really leveled up. And so if you, brought, if you buy a, a video editing software, I think it's like Premiere Pro for the PC world. Um, there's one that you use. What's the one you use, Glenn? Wondershare Femora. Wondershare Femora. Mm -hmm. and I use Final Cut Pro at Apple, but iMovie is great. Um, there's incredible opportunity to connect video like we're doing and the audio in there, but you could also rip the MP3 audio as a mono stereo track and have it as an MP3 mini episode. It becomes really, really easy. In fact, um, I am musician and I have learned a lot of cool things in the studio world, but I'm still not very proficient in the high quality audio software, studio editing software. So I do most of my audio editing in Final Cut Pro with the video and I can attach extra video bits, check my levels and pull it out. But again, it lets me double down on that. So uh, I really, really like that idea. It makes, it makes it look like you have endless content. 
And it might sound a little overwhelming to begin with, but the learning curve for this stuff actually isn't as bad as I think that most people think that it would be. It, it took me maybe an hour to get familiar with Audacity in the way I needed it to. Wondershare uh, Filmora for the film editing software, it's pretty intuitive. Um, I like Wondershare Filmora personally because it's more of like a mid-level editor. It's not necessarily made to edit movies like people use, what's the Adobe one called? Premiere Pro? Like, yeah, people, <laughs> Premiere Pro and the other one that you use, Final Cut Pro. These ones people actually edit professional movies on. Like, they're, yeah. like these are high, high quality, high end things. For people like myself who just need more basic edits and don't need to do a whole bunch of color changes and a lot of intensive stuff, Wondershare Filmora is a great price and great price, great price, and it's easy to pick up. And so for me, that's why I use Wondershare Filmora. I don't need all the little things. Brandon loves, loves to get really dicey and to really play around with those small nuances. That's just not the way I do things. We both, at the end of the day, create pretty good content. We just have different softwares that I think help us in the ways that are unique to the way we want to create content. And I'll tell you what, we'll talk about why I get into the nuances in a second because there's a reason for that. But once you have some form of editing your software and your audio, which again, I would recommend if anyone is just starting out, Zoom is an incredible way to get started. If you have that $30 per month Zoom account, you get 720p video, you get an MP3 audio recording when you record it to cloud, uh, and you get the chat script if that's something you want to review. Super cheap, easy to get started. And in fact, about 80% of the Minds on Muscle podcast at this point, not now, but to this point was done through Zoom and the audio was collected through Zoom and it was collected through a very inexpensive microphone option that we'll talk about in a minute that got the ball rolling to make sure that we had had the longevity to keep this thing going, which I think is an important thing. You know, it's funny, I just invested into a new piece of hardware that we're going to talk about at the end of today for helping streamline our process coming into the nuances. The funny thing is, is when I was looking online for a used version, I saw tons for sale. And the reason why is podcasting is one of those things that's just become popular and everyone thinks, I'm going to start a podcast. It's going to be easy. And technically, recording audio and putting stuff out there is very simple. But having consistency, scheduling it, dialing it in, making sure that you're consistent with your product and you have the feet to make it last a year and or longer is really important. A good friend of mine, Seamus, has one of the drum industry's largest podcasts. And the whole thing for him was he wanted to get to 100 episodes. Because if you can make it past 100 episodes, you're good. And when he got to 100 episodes, he did this eight-hour-long episode, which was insane. And that's a story for another time. But make sure that you're investing in the things to make sure that you've got the feet to take it as far as you want. So start off inexpensive and then level up along the way. Joe Rogan has by far and away the most popular podcast worldwide. And I don't think he had any more than 30 or 40 listeners for the first 100, 150. But he got good at it. He started bringing on more and more heavyweights, right, in the world of comedy and then eventually international people, which is international appeal. And slowly he built up. It was like the snowball effect. Like you roll the snowball a little bit in your first year and it starts off small. But then once you get it rolling, it exponentially picks up more and more snow by the third, fifth, sixth rotation. That's kind of how things grow to begin with, right? So you have to stick it out for the first little bit. So once you've captured the audio, you have to find a way to put it everywhere. Now, YouTube and Vimeo, really, really simple video options, but what do you use to take audio and put it into one software, 
really easy. And Glenn's got a great answer for this. And have it show up on Apple Podcasts and show up on Spotify and show up on other channels. And so Glenn actually introduced this to me. And then there's a second one that I've just learned about that I've never used, but we'll throw that out there too. But Glenn, what do you use to put your podcast everywhere fast? Our podcast, Brandon. Our podcast. <laughs> uh, so we actually host with Podbean podbean.com and I the price we pay is is not very much I think it's like a hundred and twenty dollars a year or something like that it's something not very that. much to host for the amount that we use I mean we produce one podcast a week they're usually 45 minutes to an hour often they're they're less than that and the great thing about podbean is it's very easy to set up with them and you watch you know a 120 minute video and spend another 10 minutes and what you can actually do is procure um, an Apple ID and the Spotify ID, all these different APIs, and all these um, APIs will, uh, you get these codes to put them into your podbean.com account. And once you publish your podcast, it'll just push it to those other platforms. It's very, very simple. I'm, I'm sure even the way I'm explaining it right now is overcomplicating it. You literally just use Podbean to spread out the information to all these other ones. So uh, the two main um, listening platforms that people will use to listen to podcasts are going to be Spotify if they're on an Android phone or it's going to be iTunes if they are on an iPhone. Uh, if you publish and use Podbean, you will get to both those demographics, which covers something like 95% of listeners who will hit your podcast, right? We're very big on 80-20-ing things. What is like the biggest ROI for the smallest amount of input that we can have? And using Podbean, super, super simple. Honestly, it's very, very easy. So the nice thing uh, about this whole system is what Glenn's talking about. Up front, it's a little nitty gritty, like getting some of the codes and everything dialed in. But once you have it set up, you load up your podcast or your MP3 in one spot and that one spot populates everywhere, which again is that like doubling down, right? You record one thing, you get it sharp. There's a bit of a learning curve, which setting it with setting up on Podbean and through iTunes and through Spotify, Spotify with all the codes. But once you load it, it goes everywhere. I've learned about one through my pick of the week uh, YouTube channel, which I'll come back to in a minute. Uh, but there's another one called Anchor and it's, the, it's actually hosted through Spotify. And to my knowledge, it's free or very inexpensive to get started. Um, so ultimately, what you need to do to get started is find some way to record your audio and a software for that. We're going to talk about the technology in a second. And then once you have that audio and it's processed through some sort of editor, which there are lots of free ones, GarageBand, whatever you want to use, you need to find somewhere to put it everywhere. Glenn Podbean. Glenn's actually recommend Podbean to Curtis Clay, if you're familiar with him, and he uses the same thing for Clay's Cortex. Uh, really simple and easy to use, and it ends up everywhere. So I think this is a good time to talk about my favorite now. We're going to talk about tech. This is where you shine, my friend. So I'll be honest, technology for me is not so much like I'm not a big tech head, but I'm a speed head. I'm all about what can I invest into with my business and my process to save time and go faster. Now, at the very beginning, I would be really careful because we're going to talk about $150 investment, $500 investment, and then an over $1,000 investment. And if you're someone who has a serious business and you're really excited about it, I understand the energy to perhaps want to go all in, spend $1,000 on a piece of tech and just go for it. And I understand why you'd want to do that. I'm the same. But what I would like to talk about is a graduated technology 
technology system. So that way you invest a little bit, you build it up, you test it, make sure you like it, and then go and go from there. And then that way, when you invest in the bigger thing, you've really shown that you're going to honor that time and the commitment to the thing, in this case, the Minds on Muscle podcast, and have it grow to something that's going to be a natural part of your business. Now, to start this whole technology side things out, which I promise I'm going to come back to the nuance in a second, I got to turn this over to Glenn because honestly, I have a lot of microphones from drum recording, but I didn't know anything about audio microphones because drummers can't sing. So Glenn, can you tell us about the first microphone you recommended and why? So here's the thing is, <laughs> it's funny to think about because I don't even know if I remember the name of the microphone that we used way back when. So I did the thing that Brandon said you shouldn't do to begin with, which is I went out and I bought a, I don't even remember what they're called right now. Dashboard? What do we call this thing here, Brandon? Mixer board. Mixer board. I went out and bought a mixer board. I purchased a couple XLR cables. I purchased a couple microphones. And I think the entire setup may have cost me $350. And the thing that made the biggest difference in that whole setup was actually just the microphone. So you would be surprised. The jump in quality from using a headset microphone from Apple to like, honestly, I bought, I think a pair, no, three microphones for 75 bucks. And then I spent like five bucks on each XLR cable. And the sound quality that we had to begin with wasn't bad at all. Like it was actually decent and you don't need an amazing, a microphone if you want to get started here. Now, eventually we upgraded because we do a whole bunch of different stuff with these microphones now and we and the different recordings. We've got a whole bunch of stuff in the works that we're not quite ready to share just yet, but we've got some things in the works that we're working on right now that we're going to benefit from using these much higher end mics. But honestly, you can get amazing sound quality with very bargain bin microphones. Now, I do what Brandon does, which is when we're starting a new endeavor, I go on Kijiji or I go on any sort of other used goods marketplace platform, Facebook's another one, and I just see what people are selling because there's a good chance that someone used this product 10 times and then they're like, ah, oh, my podcast didn't take off. So I go on there, I bought $75 worth of microphones, a couple XR cables, secondhand, a little audio mixer, and that was it. And we were off to the races. So I didn't mean to pick it, Glenn, by saying that, but tell you what, if you're interested in getting started in this entire tech world, the easiest thing, and this is another microphone that Glenn recommended to me, is I would suggest buying a USB microphone. Now, the microphones that we're using right now are not those, and they're the XLR style microphones that we're gonna talk about, but a USB microphone like the Blue Yeti, it's around $150 US, I think. And then Rode has a version that's even smaller than this, and I'm gonna recommend the Rode one. I don't have it, but I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, the USB microphones connect right into a USB jack on your computer, and they're pretty much good to go. For example, this Yeti one uh, on the back here, it has all these different settings for different types of sound patterns. So if you wanna do like a full circle stereo style thing where anyone in a circle can talk, or you wanna do a pattern where it's just capturing you and everything behind it's not capturing the audio, uh, it's really, really good at that, and it's got a pretty good headphone preamp, so you can actually plug in a headphone and you're good to go. Um, I used one of these for a long time. Glenn and I used this for the Minds on Muscle podcast. In fact, if you look back on our Instagram, you'll see that we had this exact microphone in the middle of us capturing the two of us. And for a two-person podcast, it did a pretty, it does a pretty darn good job, especially when you think about the price point and one thing is capturing two people. 
The nice thing about a USB microphone is you don't really require any drivers, any specific software, anything too crazy. It just connects right into your Zoom, your GarageBand, into your Ecamm Live, whatever you're using, and you can get great quality audio. Now, Rode, which is my favorite uh, microphone audio company right now after just doing more research, uh, which are these microphones, makes a USB microphone that connects to a digital audio interface like Glenn's talking about through an app called Rode Connect. And the Rode Connect is free. So what's really cool is you buy a microphone like this, and if you're someone who likes to modify the details and get very specific sounds, you can download Rode Connect and connect it to the digital mixing board if you got a second monitor or something like that, and you can monitor levels. So if you're working on interviewing people, having conversations, uh, with people in the same room as you, you can modify the audio levels to make sure it's the same. In fact, what's funny is Glenn and I talking about mixing, the mixing board that we're using here, which I'm gonna talk all about in a couple minutes, Glenn is a softer voice than I do. So the mixing board here lets me jump up the gain on his audio so that way we sound balanced when we listen to the end recording, which is really, really cool. So inexpensive, the $150 investment is to consider a USB microphone. Uh, again, because so many people try to get into podcast land and they really don't make a go at it for the long term, you can find these used for probably a hundred bucks. Uh, I was pretty committed to the black on black because Matt, Matt Black Life. <laughs> I love it. Um, but you can find different ones. I mean, Glenn's got one that he uses at home for streaming as well. And it sounds great. Yeah, as a sidebar, having a great microphone that you use even just on Zoom calls, if you've got with if you're with clients or with friends and family, or if you're me, like you like to game a little bit, having a really good quality mic actually goes a long way. And it is one of those, those things that people do notice. So if you are working with clients uh, virtually at all as well, or you do your consults online, or you do anything like that, you record from your computer. I use my Blue, my, excuse me, my Blue Yeti now, still when I do a whole bunch of stuff for Minds on Muscle and Strata and uh, Fitness Pro Mentors and our pain-free muscle group. So uh, I highly recommend uh, these plug-and-play microphones. I think they go a really long way. Now on a side note, um, one thing that you'll find, I gotta say this, you don't have to invest anything to start a podcast. Um, like, if in, like in fact, most of us have iPhones or Samsung phones, and most of them come with the headset with a little microphone. And if you actually take the Apple headset with the microphone and you record into the Voice Memo app and you listen back to it, the audio quality is pretty good. iPhone has got some pretty fantastic audio processors, and you can do some great things with that. So if you just want to get started and see if you like it, you can totally do it like that. Now, taking the USB microphone. We're gonna take it a step ahead to kind of like moderate pro level. And so this is actually the audio setup that I use on my computer, my main computer here, when I do the Fitness Pro Mentors program and anything else like that. And what we're talking about is taking a similar setup to what Glenn had and streamlining it a little bit. Now, it starts to get a little more expensive because now you need, as you're getting to XLR uh, microphones and connecting pro-level audio to your computer, you need a few bits and bobs to make it work. Firstly, what you need is something called an interface or a mixing board. And so that's what you can kind of see right here. We're gonna talk about this one. This is called the Rodecaster Pro, which is specifically designed for audio uh, vocals, I mean. But you can get for $100 to $200 uh, one or two channel audio interface that is also good for musical instruments or audio um, by Scarlett or a company called PreSonus. Pretty inexpensive on eBay, used or brand new. You can spend the 200 bucks and get the brand new one. 
and they connect via USB-C to your computer, which is great because now that interface connects right into your computer. You might have to download a little software, but the, pre, the system will prompt you. But once you have that, what you're gonna need is a microphone to capture the sound, and then you're gonna actually need an XLR cable. So an XLR cable is the traditional cables you'll see on sound stages um, for people to capture sound. And so right off the bat, a microphone like this, which is the Shure um, SM57, which fun fact, this is my snare drum Mac, mic, fun fact, this microphone is the exact microphone that the president of the United States has spoken into for the last several decades. And if you look up there, you will see it's this exact same microphone that they talk into. And so this microphone is a dynamic microphone, just like the microphones that Glenn and I are speaking into. And what that means is if you're looking on the camera, you'll see that the top of this microphone is flat and same with these microphones. And so these microphones only capture sound on the flat side. And so if I take this microphone and I move around it and I keep talking at the same level, Glenn won't hear a difference. But when I get over to this side of it and then I come all the way back, you'll hear that the sound completely changes. And the reason why that happens is because it's focused forward. The nice thing with these dynamic microphones is that since Glenn and I are doing this in the gym, if people are here making noise and clanging weights, you won't hear them in the background nearly as much because it's only capturing in front of us. Glenn and I might be distracted, but you won't be distracted by the things behind it. So dynamic microphones are very popular and rather inexpensive. This one is $80. The Rode Pod mic that we're using here is $100. Definitely recommend the Rode Pod mic. If you are a Joe Rogan fan, uh, the one that it's called, I wrote it down here because I can't remember it, the SM7B is the podcast mic or the vocal mic that Joe Rogan uses. It's the same mic that Michael Jackson used. And so give you some comparison. That microphone that Joe Rogan and Michael Jackson used, $500. This microphone, $100. I will let you decide which one you want to spend the money on. But in my opinion, I'd rather have four of these microphones for less than the one microphone. Investments, investments, investments. You got to think about what the goal is. You got to think about where you're at and you got to plan uh, accordingly. Honestly, this stuff is cool and it looks really, really fancy on the camera and everything. But we started bare bones with a, uh, a, uh, a couple microphones that were 50 bucks altogether, a low end mixer and my laptop. And that's where we started. And now we're here. And that's because we scaled well. But do, do your research before you start and before you jump into all this stuff. We don't want you to be one of those people that goes out and invests $700, $800, $900, $1,000 in equipment and doesn't make the most use of it. Go on Kijiji, go on Facebook, go on eBay, check out this stuff. Do your own research on what's going to work well and then pull the trigger. The nice thing about all the technology options right now is that if we talk about this moderate level, just like $400 to $500 investment, the interface, the microphone, and the XLR cable, nowadays, because technology is going the way of the USB-C, uh, you can connect everything to computer and all the software registers the audio software. You can download a driver and it's super easy. So we're gonna talk about the pro level setup that we're using here and why we might wanna do that and what it's gonna let us do in the future and why I like the details. But we had another great question here. Um, would you guys say that Zoom is the easiest way to start a podcast with video for YouTube, etc.? Can you upload the audio from Zoom as well? Yeah, so for anyone, we already talked about this because it's, and I, I don't mean to say that like that, but we started 
started with this, it's the easiest way to go. Zoom is inexpensive, it's easy to start, you can capture audio and video together, you can get that high quality video. Now, the only thing you're gonna wanna, gonna wanna do in the Zoom audio settings is turn off the processed audio section in Zoom, uh, which will allow you to get the actual audio sound of the pieces of tech that you're using. Zoom does some automatic sound stuff to try and manage the sound levels and the quality of sound, but Zoom, ain't as good as us. So we got we to gotta get rid of that. Uh, but yeah, I would absolutely say Zoom is the easiest way to get started or StreamYard or Ecamm Live or OBS or something like that. What do you think? I agree. The only thing I will say with Zoom is, and just be aware of this before you jump into it, is that when you do end up pulling the video from Zoom, it does come out in a lower quality than what you may have been recording on. So right now, oops, sorry about that. Right now we're recording and we're going to be uh, stripping the audio from this high quality. We're also going to be having a 1080p video with the camera that we're using. But if you're using Zoom, I think it's 640 is what it comes down to. Oh, is it 640? Then slower I think, than I thought. Yeah, so I think it comes down to 640 in terms of the resolution. So it's not as clear. So if you're really, really aiming to have a really crystal clear uh, video, Zoom might not be the best option. Check out some other stuff. But if you're recording more just because you want to interview somebody and they're, they're, they're unable to be in the same room as you and you're really just about to capturing the audio so you can put on your podcast, I think Zoom is a great option. But just know that the resolution will go down when you're recording from Zoom. Which brings up a good point is that high quality video high quality sound. Now openly, if you're gonna go for both of these things, it gets expensive pretty fast if you want a good 1080p camera and good sound. So my recommendation is if you're not making any content at all, just start with what you have. Get started, don't procrastinate, don't let the procrastination pirate take over your ship, go the direction that you wanna go on the sea and pick up the bits and bobs as you need along the way. Now, if you have a choice, if you're gonna invest into audio or video, I want you to think about this. If you're watching a really crummy looking video, but it has really high quality sound versus an insanely high quality video with really terrible sound that's off cue, you're gonna listen to the video with the high quality audio over the attractive visuals. And so if you look in the Fitness Pro Mentors group, you'll see that my introduction video at this time and the three video, first three video guides, I recorded through Zoom with high quality audio. And the audio is on point. It's sharp and it's really, really good. The video is recorded at the max level that we're talking about, the 640 or whatever it is. And you can see the difference between that quality video and the adjacent videos that are at 1080. The reason why those videos are acceptable and don't push too many people away is because the information is good and the quality of the audio is high. So I would absolutely recommend whoever asked that, yeah, Zoom is a great way to go. But if you're gonna start pushing, make sure you have at least a microphone. Because if you're doing the Apple microphone, which is fine through your computer or whatever it is, you get a lot of room noise and it sounds crummy. So the more attractive and more focused audio you can get, the better. 100% agree. So taking this tech to another level, um, one of the things that I was really happy that I had extra visa points and I took that and I purchased uh, this thing called the Roadcaster Pro, which you can just see off frame here right now. Actually, I'll zoom out a little. So anyone who's watching this later, you can see it a little bit more. So if you look here, this thing right here is an audio interface. And so what it is, it's a mixing board, very similar to what you would see in most studios if you've ever watched a TV show or a movie with studio uh, software, but what it does is it does a bunch of different things. And so this piece of tech is about $500 US 
openly. It was definitely an investment for us, but it lets us do a lot of incredible things. First and foremost, it has four XLR audio channels, so it allows us to connect four audio mics. So when Strata is open and we can have more people come in, we can have a big interview powwow, which is really, really great. Um, one thing that I actually like about this too is you can connect it to your USB just like this, but if you want, we could play a video on YouTube or someone else's audio through the computer, and I can actually edit it on this through the computer to the Rodecaster Pro, right? So that's great. From there, there's actually an option where you can connect a phone call to the Rodecaster Pro. So I can actually, we can accept a phone call and it sounds like someone's calling, which is super cool. And we can modify the mix here and we can do the same thing by connecting it to Bluetooth. So now we have all these really cool options to make it a really dynamic show. The other thing that it does as well, which will have a little fun here, and we're not gonna do this all the time, but it's got these sound effects pads where we can't hear them right now, but each one of these effects does different sounds. And so as we get going, Glenn and I can program different sounds for an intro, an outro, and when we do pick of the week, we can actually program that there. So Glenn's laughing because he doesn't know all this stuff yet, and I'm learning about it myself, which is really, really cool. The other thing about this is it allows individual headphones so that way each person can have their own headphones on and mix it appropriately. Finally, and the reason why I got really excited about this, more so than everything I already said, is that this allows in-channel uh, modification of the sound. And so this has all these different sound effects in there where I can modify Glenn's voice. I can add a little bit more bass with something called the big bottom. I can add a little more processing, more compression. Glenn's already got a big bottom, but I can make each person, <laughs> I can make you never mind. Forget snuck it. in the big bottom in there, right? We, um, we can process everything like in real time to make sure it's on the right level. And what's really, really great about this is although this might be quote unquote, another level, it allows so much processing that once we start recording to the SD card, uh, starting next week, I can literally give it to Glenn. And once we get everything set up, we can literally process and record the entire show with introduction and outro all in real time. You'll experience this really cool show, but it's so much so that when Glenn's editing it or I'm editing the uh, Fit Pro mini casts, it'll take less time. And so this is what I was talking about with the nuances that I love and investing in tech is that it's not so much investing in tech. I'm, I like investing in speed. And so $500 plus $200 in microphones plus stands and cables, you're absolutely looking at around $1,000 setup when you get to the end of this. However, this is set up such that the processing time, the editing time, and the production time is down lower and lower and lower and lower. And so my philosophy is there's one thing I value more than money, anything, it's my time and Glenn's time because our time is precious. And so if I can shave off 15 minutes each week with editing, so that way we can just take this and go and process it and have it ready to go, I'm all about that because that turns into an hour each month, 12 hours each year. It adds up. It really, really does. So this is the Rodecaster Pro, um, and this is definitely higher-end piece of tech designed for podcasting, but I'm really excited about it. It's an investment, and I'm, one, I'm a big believer in that when the moment is right, because we have said multiple times, only invest if you're serious about it, but there's something to be said about skin in the game. And when you put skin in the game and you invest your time, uh, especially your mining to something, the odds of you sticking with it and continuing are much greater. This is, and this is just as a sidebar, one of the reasons why 
uh, clients you pay, pay very little for your services are so fleeting is because it's a psychological effect of like, well, they're not paying too much and they don't see it as much of investment. So they feel a lot better taking off versus. And one of the things that we talk about is being a high ticket personal trainer where if people are investing serious money into working with you, they're going to take those sessions a lot more serious and they're probably going to get better results for it. And they're probably going to stick around a lot longer because they're more committed. They got more skin in the game. So when you are ready, do some research, find out what you need to get started for what's going to be good for you right now with your budget and all your constraints. And then as your podcast starts leveling up, you get more listeners, you find that you love doing it. You can be consistent with it. It's great content. You can invest more money, hopefully less time because you're streamlining things. And eventually you get to where we are right now where Brandon and Strata have invested. I don't, I, I won't even, you could probably do the math, but a pretty penny in making sure that we've got a quick really high quality, really efficient, streamed line podcasting service that we can share with all of our listeners, people like you. And so I will say this openly as the person who's made this investment is that I think these things are cool. That's not the reason why I purchased them. This is all a business investment for me. And so if you're someone who, even if you have unlimited resources, I would still recommend starting off with the Yeti and make sure that you organize and schedule your podcast and practice content, practice communicating. It's a fantastic thing to go through because when I have people, students ask, how do I get better at communicating? Communicate. Do this. You gotta do it. You gotta talk because when you're improvising and you're doing this stuff and you gotta tell stories on the fly, real time, all the time, it gets you really, really good at talking and it gets you to the podcast communication voice, which is really cool. For me, this is an investment in my time, Glenn's time, the Fitness Pro Mentors mentorship, the Fitness Pro Mentors mini cast, a new series that we're starting with Strata. It's an investment into Strata. It allows us to do so much more stuff in real time. And we're really excited because there's some cool stuff that we're going to do with Strata with this, um, with this whole setup, I should say, that's going to really let us level up our content and share more with more people, but invite other people into our world to get involved with the show. So I don't recommend you spend $1,000 on tech, uh, unless you have a means for it. And then if you do awesome, I would still do the graduated yellow belt, orange belt, work your way up to getting the pieces that you need. This is an investment in time and processes. And I, I love it. Um, but it makes our life easier at the end. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, just to round things off, do some research, figure out what it is that you want to create. Again, we are really big on this in the fitness pro mentors program. Uh, know your ideal target audience and make it as uh, clear and as niche as possible, right? Like 65-year-old plus females with back pain who want to play with their grandkids, right? And know everything about your client avatar and then create the podcast for them, right? And once you're sure that's your client avatar and you want to make a podcast, do the necessary research, 20, 30 minutes an hour into what you would need to get it started. And then if everything still feels good, pull the trigger. And you know what? I would throw this out there too. There's nothing wrong with creating for the sake of creating. Mm -hmm. Like practicing audio work, practicing camera work, just for the sake of getting better at it or creating art is a fantastic thing. However, be careful. It's kind of like what Glenn was saying. Don't 
Don't create something for the sake of creating it and then force it upon your business demographic. Create something for your business demographic and then get creative within that setting. And those are two very different things because if you create something for you and then you do creative things within that setting, you have a series of limitations, but then within that limitation, you have to figure out how to have fun with it, how to create art within the limitations of Pat 65, a specific client avatar that's focused for your business or whatever it may be. But for example, if I create, you guys know I play drums. If I did a whole episode of this on drums and I talk about rudiments and how I like to go about practicing and all that stuff, that's cool. That's fun for creating. You probably won't care unless you're a drummer. So we don't talk about that stuff. However, I can absolutely talk about drum practice related analogies in the business stuff because it's all about mastery and processes and getting better and practicing. So yeah. Hey, Glenn. I knew, I knew it. What's up? What's your pick of the week, man? I was thinking about what I was going to say, and I think (laughs) this week I'm going to go with uh, one of my favorite podcasts because we're talking about podcasts. And one of my favorite podcasts is, I, and if, you're thinking, if you think I'm going to say it's Joe Rogan, it's not, even though I do like that one, is How Did This Get Made? How Did This Get one. Made is a really good, good one. one. And if you want to know what a really well-created uh, and tailored podcast is like, check out How Did This Get Made? How Did This Get Made is three actors, and essentially what they do is they watch awful movies, movies that are just terrible, and they talk about them. And... It's a fantastic podcast because these people have great rapport. They get along with each other really, really well. And they're talking about something that's incredibly niche, which is bad movies. Very, I mean, there are very few people that really like to watch bad movies. Like Very few people sit down on a Friday night and say, I want to watch a movie that's so bad that I enjoy it. That doesn't happen too much. It's extremely niche. And they've created a podcast out of this. It's very, very funny. I enjoy listening to it. Like many people, they found a way to adapt. They used to do all their shows live in theaters, and now they have to do them online over, I guess, some sort of interfacing software. But they're very, very very entertaining. I like it. You will see what a good podcast sounds like and looks like, especially after listening to this podcast. I highly recommend checking out How Did This Get Made, uh, wherever podcasts are sold. I think it's done by Jason Manzukis, which you would have seen him in bit parts on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, June Diane Rayfield, which is in a whole bunch of movies. She's also a great comedian. And I forget, oh, Paul Shear. Paul Shear, who's also two of these guys, or three of them might actually been on the TV show, The League, which would have aired, I don't know, years ago. But anyways, that's my pick of the week. Brandon, I'm going to toss it back to you. Pick of the week. Oh, my pick of the week is in the vein of this episode. And so it's a YouTube channel that I'm a big fan of that introduced me to the Roadcaster Pro and video live streaming and a lot of the stuff that I use for my business for Ecamm Live, Apple and all that. And so is a gentleman named Tom Buck. And Tom Buck does all audio, video, streaming related content. He's got fantastic delivery, really simplifies it, doesn't dodge around with crummy points. He's got a fantastic voice and he's really, really quick and concise with information. Uh, It's fantastic. If you're an Apple person, you want to get better at this stuff, you want to get better at this stuff, whatever it is, Tom Buck YouTube channel, lots of incredible information on there. Uh, No matter how far you want to take it, I love it. Uh, He's been super informative for me and uh, definitely a really, really great YouTube channel. 
Buck yeah, buddy. That's right. There hey, everyone. Go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and live stream. If you're listening to this live or you're listening to this later, we do these live in the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group as often as we can. And Minds on Muscle is powered by Strata, which is our brick and mortar facility in Newmarket, Ontario. And we're super excited because we got some amazing equipment. We got some really new cool pieces of tech uh, and equipment that just popped up even today. So please follow us, Strata Internal Performance, Minds on Muscle Podcast, Fitness Pro Mentors, and probably other channels because we got too many. Thank you so much. Glenn, have a great one, man. You too, pal. You too.